Jerry has asked me to read the following statement, and these are her words. This is a message to the fans. Sadly, I would like to confirm that I have left the Spice Girls. This is because of differences between us. I'm sure the group will continue to be successful, and I wish them all the best. I have no immediate plans. I wish to apologize to all the fans and to thank them and everyone who's been there. Lots of love, Jerry. P.S. I'll be back. And with that, Jerry left the Spice Girls. Do you remember where you were when this happened? Not specifically, but I remember the feelings aftermath. I actually was really surprised it was Jerry that left out of all of them. Oh, really? Who did you think was going? It's hard to look back now. And be it like, is hard. Because yeah. we were so young. Yeah. And I thought they'd never end. I thought friendship never ended. Yeah. yeah. I think if, looking back now, I probably would have thought Mel B would have been the one to leave. Because yeah. she kind of throw a strop the same as Jerry. Makes sense between the two. Of or them. Victoria, because she was a little bit different to the others. Mm. I think I remember on the playground, somebody was like, the Spice Girls have broken up. And I was like, no, they haven't. How dare you even suggest that? Or how dare you even, you know, that Jerry... Because I think we thought it was... That was them breaking up. That if well, Jerry was a like, lot of people would argue that they did. Yeah. This podcast is here to prove otherwise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I just remember being devastated. Really, because they'd become idols like I'd never had before. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And they seem so... It felt like such yeah. a loss. I remember we were at a caravan park. We'd gone on some, like, my family had gone on some, like, sun holiday. Really classic. Um, so good. Like, and it was on the news in this caravan. And my dad was like, oh, they were a one-hit wonder anyway. We'll be <laughs> forgotten about. Wow. My dad had said that from the minute one it became up. They're a one-hit wonder. And well, 20 dad, years later. <laughs> I'm making a whole podcast. <laughs> and they're still selling out the stadium. You're listening to... Part of the Pops. The podcast for reliving and reloving pop culture. Series 1, The Spice Girls. Solo careers. So yeah, it was a big thing. She left right at an awkward time. So there was rumblings from the week. Yeah. They had an appearance on the National Lottery, as four of them. There was yeah. no Jerry. Your Scottish girl, Carol Smiley, introduces them. Indeed. Um, and says, where's Jerry? And they say, she has flu. And it's such an elephant in the room in that clip when you watch it back. I mean, so I was watching it, and the video that I saw on YouTube, they had slowed down little snippets really? of it. Yeah. So... The bit where, you know, Carol Smiley's like, you're missing somebody. And they go, yeah, um, you know, she's not very well. It's Mel C who speaks. Get well soon, And she, she looks directly into the camera. And they slow this bit down. It looks directly into the camera. She's like, get well soon, Jerry. And then there's this little look on her face that's like, it is, if looks could kill. I that was the one that was kill. working on the program. Oh, really? At the time. Ooh, yes. Wow. Um, and she said... There was a definitive air from all of them. 
that that something had happened that it was there was there was a bad feeling and like it was over right it was like waiting for the end particularly mel c she She also said they were the utmost professionals Mm -hmm. yeah given knowing what we know now yes she said they were flawless they didn't they Mm -hmm. didn't drop a beat yeah there was also they knew how to handle it there was that hope she was going to come back because it had fallen out before exactly they said they were like feeling out weren't they and i think when she does that you just said she looks directly to camera yes i reckon that was aimed at jerry oh for sure yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's come back. When you look back at it as well, like if you're, if I'm trying to read their body language, Victoria does not seem to mind. She seems quite happy. She knows, but thank maybe, you maybe, maybe yeah. <laughs> thank you. That's next. just her being professional. Though. Yeah, yeah. You're putting that front on. No, I know. And it all by this point, doing... their media training is not yeah. that they were media they, trained, but they know how to. They're next level. On. Yeah, but there's also they slowed down at the very end of the clip. You know, so once the song is fading out and it's finished. And you just see them for a moment just before the camera moves away. And the, the person who'd done this video, they'd slow the right down. And yeah, their faces all fall. Yeah. And it's, it's just really sad. I mean, this when we say this comes at a bad time, I mean, they were always busy. There was never a day they weren't working. Yeah. But they have a single coming out during this. They're in promotional mode for a single, yeah. Fever Forever. Yeah. Which, could it have been a more fitting song yeah, for I her know. to leave during? I mean, that's maybe a good time for us to talk about. There's the top, the last performance of Viva Forever with Jerry in it on top of the pops. Yeah. Of course. And her outfit is really speaking volumes here. It does. It's like a long skirt and it's very drab and dull colours. It's very not her. Not Jerry. Her hair as well. Like yeah. she's got this middle-aged bob going on. Yeah. Like the colour is trying to write down. You know? Yes. She looks older than this yeah, she does now. Yeah, yeah, and it's just her expression as well. It's just so lifeless. Tired, you know? like not tired, like world weary. Uh-huh. She looks like she has the world on her at this time. Yeah, yeah. but she said herself well, she, she knew that was her last performance. Yeah, she said the song couldn't have been more fitting. It did feel like a goodbye yeah. to her. Yeah, and so yeah, she knew when she was singing it that that was the case. Right? We've all been there. You know, you're gonna get out of a relationship <laughs> or a job or yeah. a friendship. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> FYI, I'm not gonna call you Karen. <laughs> <laughs> not for the end of this podcast <laughs> this was major when we talk about this was major global yeah. news I watched the BBC news clip of this yeah did I send you the picture that they used of Jerry yes the and the Union Jack yeah yes. and she's awful they've did some screen grab we'll tweet it it'll be on our Twitter oh. for you to see she's gurning this face. it's like half an eye open yeah it's horrible all, you think of all the shots all the that you shots. have why have you used that on BBC that was, a, that was a definitely a burn for the BBC yeah, yeah and the media yeah. portrayal of yeah. that yeah. you know yeah. again they start that... using these images showing that it's all breaking down like yeah. they had decided it was over yeah that must have been a hard choice for the girls as well so the four that remain about what we do next because you think they're in the middle they've got this single coming out they're in the middle of ending an album campaign and they are in the middle of a tour yeah if you look at dates mm-hmm. I hadn't realised that she literally she announced her leaving literally what was it mid-May I think yeah. it was like one month before they had weeks, tour. Yeah. not even that th- three weeks FIFA Forever comes out in July the 28th of May they do the National Lottery appearance yeah the 31st of May she announces she's leaving and then on the 9th of June, the American tour starts. That is... Nine days. Incredible, actually. But you know how you're saying you're not sure whether they would have thought where to continue? I feel, in my view, they, it would just be the obvious thing to continue because yeah. they had all this pressure. If they pulled oh, that tour... The money, the money. Yeah, yeah. the money, the tour, so all those yeah. c- contracts they've signed, they just had to go on, unfortunately. Yeah. 
what about decision? She should yeah. have done the tour. Apparently, I read somewhere, she told them on the 9th of March she was going to leave. I see. Yeah. But, but they didn't believe or they, they said chose that all the time. So I found it fascinating, the fact that, like you say, it was business, they had to keep going. Yeah. Mel B seemed very businesswoman-like about it. She was like, well, we've got to change the lines, uh, get, you know, dish them out. We've got to redo the dances to yeah. not include her. You know, she was, she kind of, that was her way of dealing with it. Yeah. But let's, that is not an easy thing. So we said nine days until that American tour starts. And in yeah. nine days, they have to learn yeah. like 20% yeah. of the vocals. Yeah. And Victoria steps up. Yep, Victoria turned her mic on. Yeah. <laughs> she steps up. And to choreograph, like, you've got it set for five. Mm. You have to fire a dancer, for sure. Yeah, yeah probably. probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, like, re-choreograph all of yeah. that. Not an easy feat to learn all that. No. They must have been bricking it on that night. Yes. Yeah. And I think there's understandably some anger there. And so I've got the quotes from Victoria and Mel C, I think, show this, right? So Victoria, she says, it was never the same in that Jerry. The other members might say it was better, but yeah. that's not what it was about. And we know who that's aimed at. Yeah. Well, they said, because what they were saying at the time when they went into the Forever album was they could dance more, the vocals could be yeah. better, Throwing they, they could do more harmonies there. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah. Shame. I mean, Mel C literally says in the this 2007 documentary, she's like, thankfully we were okay, but she could have really... If things up for us is the I mean, literal word she uses. Yeah, I think they're not given enough credit for the way that they managed to do that tour. Yeah, yeah. but we talk about oh they did the tour, but they managed to replace a member with between them, and at this point they're managing was it, themselves. Was it the as well. huge, yeah, was it the hugest tour they'd done? I feel like it was the only tour they'd done. Yeah, yeah. It's their only tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they do more in and the, even more, more eyes on them this time. You know, yes. if it wasn't already the a big expectation. Yeah. As if it's not yeah. hard enough to do a tour, they're doing it while everyone's saying, are they going to make it? Yeah. And it's open. all sold out, you know, all these yeah. fans. 97 day world tour. Insane, insane. I watched a documentary with Mel B and she said that her and Jerry had made a pact and yeah. one of them was going to leave, they were going to tell the other. But that didn't happen this time, so... I think there's... Mel B is probably the most bitter about it, I would have thought. Definitely. She mm. says about how it happened on her birthday. They right. said they were all aware of... It happening. It's but then she. I think she tries to cover her feelings with throwing shade at Jerry. You know, yeah. saying, "Oh, we were better, yeah. we were stronger." And uh-huh. you know, if we're real, they're five girls. They started as five. Yeah. They should have ended as five. Mm. I mean, what was fascinating, I found, was you see it over the course of the documentaries how Jerry processes it. In the 2007 one, it clearly is still look quite raw. She, you know, she says. She had started to feel redundant and that they didn't need her. There was something about that she had wanted to do. A it's about, yeah. So the, the, the big thing is the yeah. breast cancer. Yes. So it was a charity event or something that she wanted to do. She was yeah. passionate about for breast cancer. But the other girls wanted to do some other appearance. Or something Mel else B promotional. wouldn't let her do it on her own. There's a bit of conflict about what the actual yeah. events were. And Mel C said that she had no recollection of this event. Yeah. So we don't know what's true or what's remembered differently. But it's yeah. going to be one of those yeah. straw that broke the camel's back. For Jerry, that yeah. seemed like a big moment. But For Melcy, apparently she didn't even know that that happened. Yeah, but yeah. I suppose that must have been, it must have been different then because they're managing themselves. Yes. So whereas before yeah. they were them against the management, oh, we didn't want to do that, we didn't want to do that. It's yeah. them against each other. And yeah. that seems to have been where some of the yeah. the fracture is. Mm-hmm. And Jerry had always, I mean, she is the domineering one. Oh, yes. When you watch the documentaries, yeah. everyone else talks in 
we did this. Victoria particularly, she was like, we really wanted to be like this. We yes. really felt this. Jerry's yeah. I, I, I. Yeah, it's I wrote this. I came up with this idea. Yeah. I wrote this. And being the oldest again, she's yeah. trying to take that role as a mother. And then when the others got more agency and they started to take control of it, yes. she didn't like that. I think we will talk about that later, how maybe there's been, there has been a journey since then. Oh, but for, for For huge. I mean, the fact that she says that it, she found it so painful seeing them do Wembley. And then Mel B saying, Sarah's all right. Yeah. yeah, basically, yeah. True, I see both sides on that. The thing that really struck me about the announcement mm-hmm. is a man goes up and reads mm. for her. Jerry Halliwell, who to me at that time was the epitome of feminism. She was seen to me as one of the strongest women in the world, like in terms of confidence and things like that. And she let a man speak for her. In one of the biggest moments. To and I know it's fierce, a bit, but just it a seems, liar, I know, I think it was. But that, I think that's really telling that it was, that I feel like a bit of the air is out of the bubble because that's what's happening. Like that, you would never have imagined that six months before. Like they would have gone and done it themselves. Same, you didn't hear from her way, for months. Yeah, same way that we just discussed that the way she, her appearance yeah. had changed. It was that there was definitely yeah. a shrinking there. It's quite yeah. sad. She was very broken at this time, yeah. I think. Yeah. And I think a lot of that comes from the huge burden of the career that they'd had in that two years, the yeah, pressure yeah, and the amount sure. that they'd done. And, you know, she was... In, to go from being one of the major driving forces, she was a major songwriting force, yeah. wasn't she? It was her well, passion. Like yeah. She was so passionate. And for her to suddenly not feel that way... Well, not suddenly, but gradually yeah. not feel that way. So they said it could have screwed things up. It really did, actually. A lot of projects that were already underway were dropped. So there was a live album that was scrapped. Well, that... I believe filmed out of the Istanbul stuff. Right. There was a video on that. I had a video. Yeah, live in Istanbul yeah, was yeah. released as a DVD. Yeah. yeah. And there was... Video. Video at the time. <laughs> oh my God. DVD? As if. But there was a live album planned for that. That was scrapped. They had recorded a number of songs already for the third album. Right. They were scrapped. Yeah. Some of them were saved. Goodbye, for instance. Yeah. There was an animated movie with Disney. That was scrapped. Really? Yeah. This just shows how busy they were and the yeah. commitments. You know, they had yeah. so much on their plates. Yeah. <laughs> Even when you dropped a movie, an album, another album. Yes. They, they were super enough. busy at that time. It's not yeah. enough. No. Yeah. Plus all the sponsorship deals as well. Yeah. Oh, crazy. I mean... what? And that's where yeah. it did hit. So yeah. they had a sponsorship with uh, Aprilla World Service for... They manufactured motorcycles and scooters. Right. They had a Spice scooter. So on the 9th of March, Halliwell had informed the girls that she, she had intentions to leave. But they signed an agreement with AWS on the 24th of March. Uh-huh saying that they would go ahead. And they participated in a commercial photo shoot on the 4th of May. And they were sued by AWS because they said, AWS said that they knew Jerry was leaving. They shouldn't have signed for right. five as a five piece. Yeah, because it was five different scooters. Or different yeah, colors. I see. And they won that case. AWS won that Did case. Did they really? Yeah. They held that their conduct constituted a misrepresentation, misrepresentation by giving the impression that Halliwell intended to remain part of the group in the foreseeable right. future. And that's now a leading case in English law. Wow. I mean, so when you say the Spice Girls didn't do nothing, they just changed the law. Girl power. Girl power. I mean, bad representation of girl power. Yeah, yeah. I think that that probably is linked to the fact that, as Mel C says in one of the docs, she's like, you know, 
Jerry had said she was leaving before. Mel B had said she was leaving before, like several times. Yeah, and it, oh, I true. mean, uh, she does at that Happy point times, as well. Yeah. She says a little thing of, "Oh, I almost got kicked out once, but that's another story." I'm interested to hear what that story was about. But anyway, oh, I want that one. Yeah, yeah. When she was kicked out. Yeah, it's not out there. Yeah, so bad. Yeah. If you haven't subscribed, you're out of your mind. View all our bonus content, leave your comments, and join the conversation on our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Facebook, get out of your mind. <laughs> Talk to us at Pod of the Pops on all platforms. All platforms, get out of your mind. <laughs> this podcast's gonna punch you. <laughs> Let's, but we do have an amazing single at this era. So, released in July, Viva Forever. Yeah, that is incredible. So beautiful. Yeah, yeah. doesn't it hold up well as well now? It really wow. does, yeah. Yeah, the, the words are just so powerful. I mean, I remember when I was hearing it on the album, I was expecting them strolling along the beach in their music video, it being very like waves crashing and everything. So when the animated video came out, I remember being so, this is the so animated surprised. video with the Spice Fairies. Yeah, that's quite right. a dark. Video. Yeah. I remember the time it being a bit scary. Yeah, I, I, I was quite I was disappointed. Thinking. I have to say. Yeah, but then of course that is. I think Mel C does make reference to that, where she says, well, it goes to show that we we weren't in a place to record a video because they didn't know what was happening with Jerry. And so it was just, it was, it was, it was shopped out. To I think that's because the, the video took five months to make. Okay. So yeah. it was well underway. Yeah. That was decided when they were at their peak. To five months to make is considerably my... longer than Spice World the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's more that yeah. they made a video without them in. Like it's yes. that's what yeah. Jerry says is so telling, isn't it? Like yeah. we're not. I so wasn't there that we're not even in the video that we're replaced with yeah. these stereotype dolls. Yeah, which yeah. look incredible. Yeah, they are. Amazing. There's one document. I think it's Viva Forever. Yes. Where is it's it Victoria's mum has the spice? She's so fairy. proud of it. It's adorable. Jackie's just like it does look beautiful though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would love to have that. Like, yes. She's like one of the dolls. Oh, incredible. But it was a number one. Yeah. It's still was number one. Yeah. Deservedly. Yeah. Even their fourth single from the album. I remember it being big. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. They start interviewing around this time. I watched a Ozone special. Ozone flashback back in the day. With oh, yeah. Jamie Feakston. Mm-hmm. Where it's, so it's, it's when they're promoting Viva Forever. Jerry's gone. It's one of their first interviews without. They are so professional around the way that they talk about Jerry. The girls. They're really like... Obviously, I suppose they have to come with this. We're supportive. That's what girl power's always been about. Yeah. Oh, God. Looking back at all this stuff now, the press are just evil yeah. towards them. Yeah. So they start talking about Jerry in a very derogative way about what's she going to do now? Like, oh, what's she going to do now? Mm. And they start, they do a whole sketch series, Ozone, filming, interviewing people that potentially Jerry could have a job for. So they go and interview a cleaning firm about whether they would offer Jerry a job. They go to a pole strip club and ask whether Jerry... It's just not on. They interview Esther Ranson and ask whether she'd be any good at a TV career. I mean, (laughs) what an honour. It just felt so humiliating. Like, really cheap. Cheap digs. Yeah. No respect for what they'd achieved. Yeah. You should be looking at her as actually she was the one that didn't go to stage school. She was the one that wasn't there at the original audition. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, she worked herself... 
up from not having a professional background. You know, she had those topless modelling yeah, shots when she was young, and you know, she got hell for that. Yeah. Just on the off topic here, the some of the Mel B was very angry about that shoot and that kind of really annoyed me because that was yeah. before the Spice Girl era yeah. yeah she was just trying to earn some money and you yeah. know get a bit of recognition and I just thought I don't know if she was angry at Jerry about it I think she was angry about the situation that they found themselves possibly. in possibly and maybe it was directed towards yeah. Jerry it's like because as Mel C says she says we knew that she had and like they before knew it they would came come out, out they yeah. knew eventually it would come out but it was still it was annoying because they were selling records to kids yeah Yeah. so they are on tour yeah. and while on tour they film one of my favourite documentaries the Spice Girls on tour mm. documentary as the four of them god can you see the pressures on them yeah Melsey's slim yes this is when we first find out well I don't think we find out about her eating disorder till later but yeah. looking back you can see it like. you can see it I was listening to uh, a podcast recently about mental health that she was on and she does you know she's quite candid about it that during the Spice Girls height she was over exercising she was under eating she um she wasn't in a good place no. and she, she was battling depression yeah she was and massive depression and but like specifically she has said that around third album time she was really ill fragile and now when she looks at the footage of herself she doesn't recognize herself yeah. mm-hmm. she seems so different like when you watch yeah. her she's quite abrasive at this period like she's quite because yeah. she's really fallen into the scout sporty stereotype yeah whereas yeah. now i think she comes across so well in interviews in, yes. in oh, 2018 she's... like i think she's really yeah. calm and like really elegant yeah, yeah elegant's a great word yeah whereas at that time she's quite yeah i think uncomfortable she's, go- she's going through some dark yeah. stuff and i mean I, it's understandable then that you know just as an aside here like recently getting together re- reuniting yeah. She was the one who really wasn't sure if she wanted to do it, and it was because of all of that kind of emotional baggage. There's a lot of anxiety. Yeah, there. she knows yeah. when she steps back into that fold of disclosure because she knows yeah. she's always worried about what it brings. Yes, I think motherhood has mellowed her so yeah. much. She's, yeah. she's really wonderful. And also moment. therapy. She still regularly sees a therapist, and I think that's so important if you're able to acknowledge your mental yeah. health and, and able to take that. steps to yeah, huge be at respect peace with it. Yeah, huge respect to her for being yeah, able to talk about really it. Open. Yeah, there are some super cute moments in this documentary because mm. like, David and Victoria are together the Beckons yeah, yeah. I love so it's World Cup time yeah. and there's like clips of them watching the football Victoria and Sporty mm. in a bar and it's so cute watching Victoria have to look to Melanie <laughs> for like she's, not, she's like is that so will we what will happen next and Melanie's like having to guide her through it and you just imagine like when yeah. she has to go home and like, Mel- uh, Victoria helps her with the nails and stuff doesn't yeah. David get sent off though? So it's bad times actually. This is the yeah. 98 World Cup. He gets a red card. Yeah. And he was public enemy number one. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know that much about that's, football. That's why we're doing a podcast. A podcast. Not a, not a podcast. I mean, I watch a lot of football documentaries yeah. on a website called YouPorn. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was, it was bad. Like people were burning effigies of... They were throwing them on the bonfire of, like, David. So that must have been super touched. Mm. My favourite bit, though, is David comes back, so he flies out to America afterwards, Mm. and he's with Victoria, and he's talking to her about asking for advice. And Victoria's like, your hair needs doing. You need to sort your roots out. (laughs) That's his number one priority. She's so on brand. I love it. I love it. 
I also love, so there's a clip in there. There's two clips of Victoria that I love in this. One, she's shooting the cover for Esquire magazine. Yeah. And she's doing her own hair. She's Humble like, she spice. She would do that, no? Humble <laughs> spice. And then also the other clip is they film, they start recording the Christmas song, Goodbye. Yeah. During this documentary. Mm-hmm. And you see them recording it. And they're trying to do the no, 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 no's. Yeah. And there's the clip of Victoria not oh. nailing it. <laughs> she's really struggling. <laughs> and all they're after is just the melody. And she just comes out of the booth and she's like... Sometimes it's the easiest bits that are the hardest, you know. <laughs> Just completely brushes it off. <laughs> so humble, Spice. Time will never, never, ever change it. Never, ever, never, ever. I feel like I'm going in for an audition. Um, yeah, I'll listen to it. And Matt, can you sing it through the thing so I can hear it? Ah, uh, uh, <laughs> that good? Yeah, sometimes the easiest things are the hardest, you know. <laughs> so yeah, they record the Christmas number one, Goodbye, while they're in Nashville. Going for those country vibes. Yeah. It's seen as a tribute to Jerry. Yeah. I mean, of course. It is. Course. That must have been a tough listen. You of see course. that in the Viva Forever documentary. Yeah. When she's watching the... Although that's, you know, years on. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, it's you can still see that it's got an effect Ruler. on her. Though she definitely obviously has processed it because in the later documentary she can be much more calm discussing it. I think it's a beautiful song. It's yes. probably one of my faves. Yeah. It's got such a nice beat chorus to it. Their voices yeah. sound great together. Yeah, they've really gone for a nice baby bunting harmony. Yeah. So this is the bit that gets me. So it's a recycled Spice song. So it's from a previous album. I think they were recording it for Spice World and it didn't make it. Right. So it was originally written about like saying goodbye to uh, a former lover. Right. And then they repurposed it and rewrote it to yeah. be about Jerry. Knowing that, I think Jerry would have written on it. Right. She's not credited as a songwriter. Uh Uh-huh. But I would have thought if it was being done in a previous era, I'm surprised she's not credited on it. Mm. I'm also surprised she's never sought credit. (laughs) Or in an interview say, I wrote that. Yeah, because she loves... Maybe they just completely changed it. The goodbye was the only word they came (laughs) (laughs) But it was Christmas number one, making them only the second band to have three consecutive Christmas number ones. Lovely video as well. Matching the... Oh my God, the video. Stunning. They look great in that. They do. It's all old English house with the the wolves. The limousines. Yeah. It's all the snow and the frozen. Yeah, it's gorgeous. The one thing I will say, the cover for this, I remember the cover for the CD single, which is when they're, it's just their headshots and they're all quite calm and they've got like really relaxed hair and that. Mm. Oh my God. Mel C's fringe. (laughs) I have... Never recovered from the state of that fringe. Can we sack that hairdresser? Please? Yeah. It was bad. Because she looks beautiful in the video. She's got hair's back yes. and she's got this big, like, she hair looks piece. So she looks stunning there. Where was that, that fringe? For the I don't know. I never saw that fringe again. Yeah. It looked like it had been cut with a razor blade. It was <laughs> bad. Yeah, because obviously Victoria's got her very stranded uh, swept over friend oh, but that's yeah. on brand for her that and she still is good yeah. I love her pop I love this 
um, this was probably one of my favourite CD singles as well because it came, the B-side was the Christmas song, Christmas Rapping. That's right. The cover of The Waitresses and they rewrote the words so it said Tesco and stuff. Yes. That's my favourite Christmas song. Was that the time... I play it all the time. Was that the time they did the advert? The supermarket advert? No, that's no, later. That was later, yeah. Right, yeah. Oh, my favourite Christmas adverts. Uh, also, you've got Mel B with the short, the straightened hair. Oh, so yes. It's the first time we see that. Oh, uh, and she will have done... Um, I want you back by then. I think it's the second uh, time we see it. It's okay. the same time, isn't it? I think. Yeah. yeah. This must have been a weird time for them as well, because I've seen some of the interviews. They're releasing a song. It's their first song that they're releasing without Jerry. Yeah. They don't really know how it was going to do. For it to be a Christmas mm. number one seems like a a given at this point. Yeah. But they didn't know. No. It was new material. It was a risk. A big risk. Yeah. So goodbye was their last Christmas number one, ending their three-year reign mm-hmm. at the top of the charts. So do you know who was the next Christmas number one? Tell me it's not a boy band. I cannot tell you it's not a boy band. Oh, <laughs> so it's going to be Westlife. <laughs> it's Westlife. Oh, oh. So I have we, a dream. We leave Girl Power and back to the boy band. Well, we get Girl Power back in 2000. Mm. 2001 when Girls Allowed. Christmas number one with Sound of the Underground. Ah, that was a Christmas number one. It was. Right. Quickest uh, band's been put together and get to number one. Well. Come back for season four. <laughs> <laughs> Solo Cruise of Girls Allowed. I called it. <laughs> when we get to August of 1999, they go back into the studio mm-hmm. to create the third album. Yeah. Forever. So the idea originally for the third album, they'd already had plans for them to start going solo. So the idea for the third album was that it would be an album that included solo tracks and duet stuff and mm-hmm. stuff as a group. So it could show that the Spice Girls were a unit of women that yeah. could come together to work but could also exist independently in their yes. own right. Which was what Emma had always said that she believed that was their core. Sounds like a really clever idea. Yeah. I wonder whether some of the stuff that they'd released, like I Want You Back, Mel B's, was intended to go on that album as well. Maybe. They had started, there is stuff that's leaked from that time. They were originally going for a more pop focused album, more in line with their first two. Yeah. So they were working with Elliot Kennedy again. There's a, and they started performing. So they did a tour, a UK only tour called mm. Christmas in Spice World. And they started debuting songs on there. So they obviously did Goodbye. They did a song called W-O-M-A-N, which was intended to be the lead single at one point. It's like a big sort of power ballad, more in the vein of yeah. like Spice Up Your Life. It's not properly leaked. Get on that, Elliot Kennedy. Please leave the original. <laughs> but it all sort of gets ditched and they go for this more r and B vibe. Yeah. They try, decide to really grow up without Jerry. Mm. You also get... So this is the weird thing with the Forever album. They start splitting up songwriting credits. So one of the most amazing things about the Spice Girls is on every one of their songs, they are credited as the lead songwriters as... The Spice Girls. Yeah. yeah. So not as independent. Yeah. They decided from the very beginning, we are a unit. Yes. And we are the Spice Girls. We write on everything. Whether you were in the room or doing it or mm-hmm. not. Yeah. Which, you know the story of Wannabe that Victoria wasn't even there, right? Yeah. And you, I didn't know this before. It is quite shocking. And I bet a lot of people don't know. So they recorded Wannabe. Victoria, so they were in, I think it's Sheffield or Nottingham. Sheffield. They record Wannabe. They're writing it. Meanwhile, Victoria is in London sorting business. At this oh, point, they've oh, yeah. run away from the management company. Yes. They don't have a deal. Yeah. They're sorting all of that. Yeah. They've got Victoria on the phone. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> they're playing a bit, saying this, you like this. And she's like, yeah, sure. I'm actually kind of busy right now, Jerry. <laughs> I'm sorting our careers out. Yeah, yeah. 
Victoria does not appear on one of them. Her vocals are not on the final track at all. Wow. I find that quite surprising as well. You know, could they not have just given her a little one-liner at least? Yeah. Yeah. I think that hurts her. I've seen her talk about it. Like she's Even, you know, Easy easy V doesn't come for free. I mean, why couldn't she say that? Because you can't have a white girl rap. (laughs) Controversial, but... (laughs) It was a joke. But yes, yeah, I could see that, how that could be hurtful. And you know what? I never noticed that. No, no, you wouldn't. It came out years later. Mm. But very clever. And, you know, that's what Friends did as well. They all, the TV sitcom Friends, they all came together and said, we're all lead actors. We all want the same money. Yeah. And and that's what drove them to drive up their prices really high. It's good to unionise, guys, is what we're trying to say. Yeah. Unite. Let's take down the government. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's what this podcast is really about. Yeah. So they split up songwriting credits on Forever. So it's so weird. Like, when you look at the liner notes, sometimes it's like... Written by Melanie Brown, Melanie Chisholm, and Emma Bunton. Victoria's not there, or... Yeah. There's a couple where Melanie C's not there. Yeah. She's off recording her solo album. Yeah. And that, the other three have done it. That is disgust, isn't it? About yeah. how it was around this time that Mel C had decided to start recording her solo stuff around the same time. And so she often went in separately into the recording studio. It would be the other three would go in. And yeah. then Mel C would go in at a different time. Day, yeah. So and that was quite a good example of how they've fallen they, apart. Yeah, yeah. And how not to... forever they are. <sighs> I mean They're forever true. in our hearts. <laughs> but yes, yeah. So it was that she had she had started she replaced Jerry in being the one who was fractioning off. Yeah. But we do get a big shining light while they're recording the album. Do you remember the two thousand Brit Awards performance? Yes. The Spice Girls are there collecting the Outstanding Contribution to Music Award. That's right, yeah. Presented to them by Davina McCall and Will Smith. Is Jerry there in the audience? Jerry's in the audience. She she also performs. She performs Bag It Up, where she comes out of the giant legs and pole dances. As you do. Yeah. Um, but they perform as four-piece without her, mm. which is orcs. The fact that she doesn't come on stage to accept that yeah. is... Not great. But then they I think do, things were too fractured at that point. They do point. give yeah. her a big shout out, obviously. And it would do, if they hadn't... Yeah. Pick up the ginger spice. Yeah. I think it's really good of them that they say that, actually. like They, they make the first person they thank is they say, we wouldn't be here without Jerry Halliwell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They also, and then Victoria does all the management stuff again. She's like, we want to thank our management team. Well, like, she's the one that credits the people in the office. She's the smartest. She's yeah. very professional, Victoria. Yeah. It will be talked more in the Victoria episode, yeah. but I think when you look back, you start to see, you start to understand why she's so successful today. Oh, hell, yeah. In multiple businesses. Very career-driven. They sing Spice Up Your Life and an acapella version of Wannabe. That's actually all right. Yeah. Do you want to play it? We'll play it.
so correction it wasn't one of me it was say you'll be there oh god Ugh. i can't believe i got one wrong you've got a hand in your card now sorry what my gay card yeah that's right <laughs> I'm not the number one Spice fan. Sorry, Mum. You could just re-record that, though, like the whole thing. Let's just be honest. I'm surprised that they go full acapella, like the... That's a strong choice. There, there, there. Victoria's mic's on. Yeah. It's yeah. got to be on. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. No hate and no. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. It's a left-field choice. And also, it's they're emphasising that they sang live yeah. and yeah. never know. given enough credit for that no they sing live on tour yeah yeah. it's yeah. not it's not a safe choice but no. it was it was a risk and it worked well yeah yeah one question I do have so they are there picking up outstanding contribution to music awards which is like a lifetime achievement award yes is it right to collect that under the age of 30 after a less than three year music career <laughs> it is a good question <laughs> But they weren't just manufactured in the sense they wrote their songs, they managed themselves. Yeah. I'm not saying that they didn't deserve. Yeah. I don't I'm not saying that they are not an yeah. outstanding contribution to music. Because yeah. I think they definitely are. Yes. Maybe that would have been better packed, presented ten years they later. They packed so much. They packed into those few years yeah. what people pack into a decade. Yeah. You the know success what I mean? they had. Yeah. It's I think I think it oh, was in I think it's one of those things where, okay, it's called a lifetime achievement, but really what it was doing was it was a big collective award for them to say, we want to acknowledge what a big impact you've had on the world of music. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can definitely feel that the tide is turning on them at this point. Yeah. Just re-watching that clip. Yeah. Melanie C doesn't look right. No. No. When you know contextually, she says herself, she was not in a good place. Yeah. She seemed a little manic. It doesn't seem like her. I find the hardest bit is, I was not aware of that. I don't remember watching that and being like, oh, she doesn't seem right. I hope she's okay. Yeah. And we'll get on to this more when we talk about them as solo artists. I wonder how much I picked up. But here's the thing, is that they even now, looking back, more or less all of them had said, you know, we wish we'd maybe communicated more with each other. Yeah. And maybe checked in more with each other. You know, because it would seem that, yes, they lived in each other's pockets, but actually... It may, in the end, it kind of meant that they ended up hiding things from each other. And I think they were all dealing with eating disorders of some description. Yes. And they were so busy. I think they probably got to a point where we're so busy we can't talk because no. if something starts falling apart. Yes. I think actually maybe that was part of it as well. It was the that, pressure. The pressure. And when you're, I mean, I've been in one of those situations where I've lived yeah. with a terrible flatmate and you just end up not talking because yeah. you're, or you're very superficial because yeah. you, you can't. You're worried that if if something blows up, there's no turn. There's no fixing it. There's no fixing it, and there's no way of escaping it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can understand. Hi, listener. Subscribe if you want to go faster. View all our bonus content. Leave your comments and join the conversation on our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Talk to us at Pod of the Pops on all platforms. People in the world, subscribe up your eyes. Oh, boy, the big girl. Subscribe up your eyes. Pod of the Pops, subscribe up your eyes. Please subscribe. Go get yourself subscribed, girls. I know you want to. While they're on tour as well, 
Victoria and Melanie find out that they're pregnant. Yeah, busy Melanie personal lives. Yeah, as well as professional. Mm. Also, they're pregnant on tour. That can't be easy. No, and first pregnancies first, as well. First pregnancies yeah. in the early months of their pregnancies, and you know that means like morning sickness and things like that, and they're being absolute pros on tour. I'm impressed, man. The yeah. professionalism is just exceptional, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it really is. They changed, but I'm sure. Because I saw the tour, and not live, oh, I wish. Yeah. My parents, oh, bless them, my mum rented it on Skybox Office. Aww. And, like, she invited some of my friends over so we could watch it in That's the living really room. Cute. That's cute. It's the closest I could get. It felt yeah. good at the time. And they, like, changed the lyric on the tour. They're like, Easy V doesn't come for free because she's having a baby! Oh, that is so lovely. <laughs> I, what did they do for Jerry's line? I don't remember. Oh. I think they just... Yeah, yeah. They probably just said it anyway. Yeah, just ignore the fact that she's not there. Yeah. I mean, what they're going to do in the coming up to Victoria's not there. It's a good question, eh? Well, we'll soon find out, guys, yeah. because we have tickets. Woohoo! Yes, we do. So here's a fun game. We're in the noughties and the tide is turning. Who ranked highest in FHM's sexiest women in the year two thousand? Out of the five Spice Girls, it has to be Emma, surely. Year 2000. Was it Victoria? Highest in FHM sexiest women. Was it Victoria? Only one of them made the top 100. Oh, Oh, harsh. And it's Jerry. Oh, wow. She clocks in at 43. Oh. She was beaten by Andrea Kaur, Shania Twain, and Claire from Steps. Wow. Yeah. 2000. What were you doing? It was, yeah, it, well, you know, like, I think, you know, we should emphasize we don't like the whole pitting women against each other kind no, of No, I just think it's thing. interesting to look back but and see. But it is, yeah. Andrea Kaur, she was a bomb at that time. She right? was a babe, yeah. We go into the Forever campaign. They shoot a video for Let Love Lead the Way, the ballad, and they announce it as a lead single. But then a few months later, they have a bit of a change of heart. I think this is when they still think it's going to be a pop oriented album. And they have a change of heart and they go for a double A-side with Holla. So let's talk about these two songs. Double A-side. Let's do Holla first. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I loved this. I yeah. really enjoyed that. Yeah. The video, where mm-hmm. they're in the glass pyramid. Yeah. And they're slaying in like pleather looks. Mm. Victoria Beckham loves a pleather. She loves it. Yeah. Almost as much as she loves a hairpiece. Yeah. She's Because that's wig, I think. Yes. Victoria Beckham may have invented wigs for me because she's wearing them all the way through. You forget how much when you think back. She's yes. wearing wig and say you'll be there. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. she's got a hairpiece in. That's right. Who do you think you are? Is a hairpiece. Yeah. She's got that big ponytail. Yeah. She did it a lot. Spice up your life. I think she's got a big hairpiece in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She loved her. Hair and then piece. in solo stuff, yeah, she. Oh, is... all the solo stuff. Yeah, yeah, hair, yeah. hair, 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 hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say so you'll be here. So you'll be here. She's giving you everything. Hollywood's a but a definite change. It was very Destiny's Child. I mean, yeah. it's a Dark Child production, yeah. which is obviously, you know, a very American. Mm-hmm. The whole vibe, you know, with the, like you said, the play there and the... Yeah. Yeah, yeah very, yeah. very different. Much more grown up. Yeah. And lyrically as well. Yeah. And lots more eyeliner. Yeah. I wanna make you holler. Yeah. Didn't understand what they meant at all at the time. No. I was singing as a little... Child. 14, 15 year old. Like, yeah. No concept of what that meant. Oh, you know I haven't even thought about it, and now it all makes sense. Yeah, it's like the time you find out what to become one actually means. <laughs> <laughs> put it on. I thought it was your coat when you you're cold. Use it. Put on the singles. So yeah. No, can... <laughs> put your coat on. If you're gonna get with me, put your coat on. <laughs> <laughs> also go for let love lead the way. Wasn't a 
sad at the time. Mm, no. It's nice, but I don't always go for a Spice Girl ballad. Mm, I prefer no. the up-tempos. I think it's because Viva Forever and Goodbye were so strong as ballads. Yeah. Yeah. And then something that's not anywhere near. There's the appeal in comparison. Yeah. I didn't hate it. I like it more now. Yes. I think it's aged better. I don't think it's aged as well as some of the earlier stuff, but I like it actually mm. now. videos so they go for the elements because there are four of them now so they can yeah. assign elements holler i think they nail it victoria is the wind emma is water melby is fire and melanie c is earth yeah that, that makes a lot of sense to me is so right yeah then in let love lead the way victoria is fire where emma is earth melby is wind and mel c is water i was like those are all wrong <laughs> holler they nailed it yeah but they did let love lead the way first so they would have filmed all of that and then they filmed Holland months later. Right. That's yeah. why Victoria has long hair. I see. The video. Can we please have a moment to discuss Mel C's hair? I know I mentioned it earlier. She's not having the best hair time. Mm. Or the best time in general, I think. True. You know, this this hair could probably reflect how she was feeling. Yeah. If she's not caring so much and she's, you know, in turmoil mentally. Yeah. She's maybe not caring too much about it's her It's not feelings. so much that I hate the blonde or the short. Just the way they style it. Just yeah. so bad all of the time. Well, it's very noughties, isn't it? It's a very... It's just yeah. She has the flicky bob in Let Love yeah. Lead The Way, which I don't love, but it, she's going for something. This like, yes. But it looks... I don't think it suits her at all. No, but it was very of the time, for sure. I remember thinking it was bad at the time. Right. I yeah. don't think that's her strongest look. No. Considering how great she looks now, yeah. and how great she yeah. looked with long hair, yeah. this was not... For yeah. me. But the double A side goes straight in at number one. So they made go. them the first female group to get nine number one singles. Which is really not to be sniffed at. That is that is impressive body of work, man. And when we talk about oh, once Jerry left it was all over. They had two number ones. Yeah. After they Jerry. Well so three old. number ones technically, because Viva Forever was after she left. Yeah. It was released after. But yeah. they still sold what five million of this album? Four million. Four million. Yeah. So they go into the studio, so they wanted a harder, grittier edge. So they've got Dark Child, Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis. Yeah. Controversial. I love Forever. I think it's one of my favourite albums. I think it's underestimated. It's fresh. It doesn't sound from its year 2000. So it's released in November of 2000. And as you say, it sold 4 million records worldwide. Mm -hmm. Doesn't make the top spot. 
in the UK. Right. Which was obviously the first album not to hit yeah. on. It was in a chart battle with oh, Westlife. <laughs> much there was much hype about this chart battle as well. Yeah. Westlife with a new thing as well. Yeah, at the time. Which must sing as well. Oh boring. That's what they were in competition. Like when they first came out, that was what yeah. they wanted to do, wasn't it? Beat out the boy bands. Yeah. And then for it to come back on them. Full circle. Like that. That. Yeah. yeah. Middle finger to Still sold four million albums worldwide. Yeah. Not enough is said about that because this album is always talked about as the flop album. Mm. Oh, the flop forever album didn't do anything, yeah. went nowhere. It got to number two. It didn't stay around in the charts that long, to be fair. Yeah. But sold four million worldwide. The only real, when you put that in comparison, Dua Lipa, arguably one of the biggest female artists last year, she sold 1.2 million albums worldwide. That's the thing, though. I suppose that does also reflect the time and the technology, though. Streaming. Yeah. True. I mean, at that point, had people start? Well, I suppose people had started not streaming, but it was people were starting to download at that time. No, 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 no. 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 Okay. My my timeline's all over the shop. But I just I think people don't justice for forever. It definitely was not a commercial commercial failure. That made money. That album. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. By comparison to what they'd done before, I mean, Spice sold 23 million. Yeah. Spice World sold 13 million. Like, it's a huge drop down. Yeah. But you always see that with albums. It's very rare that an artist goes on to sell more albums. Yeah. It's funny. It's your Adele's and your... Yeah, it's yeah. funny though, because I think the second album's better than the first. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Like, it's so less. Yeah, oh, I don't know. so many good tunes There's so many... But it's much more pure pop, the second album. Yeah, yeah I guess that's Spice has right. got more of an R&B tone to it. That's true. Which they've gone back to for forever, really. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say. The album artwork... Oh, let me show you. It's in my bag. So I looked back over it. The artwork is mostly fine. It doesn't... It's not got as much fun about it. It's a bit more grown up, a bit more dull. Shot by Terry Richardson as well. Oh. So he's the Miley Cyrus guy that shot her on the the Wrecking Ball. Yeah. Quite a controversial figure now. He's, he's very... Yeah. American Apparel. All, all of that. He's done it's all lot. very yeah. sexy. And I think there might be some allegations around it. There, there are. There's some court cases, I think. He must have had a good time with the Spice Girls because he would then shoot... He shot a few things for them. He shot mm. Emma's solo album cover as well. I don't think they had any problems with him. I see. But the picture of Emma, let me show you this. The cover is like fine-ish. I don't think it's their strongest look. I think They're it, all in black, which yeah. is a bit dull. They're making a big show of holding hands, being really close. Proving being that they're forever. All... Yeah. They've I... changed the type, like the fonting. Yes. It's no longer their big, bold Spice. Yeah. It's a nice picture, but it's not a Spice Girls picture It's also, me. I can, now that you've told me that it's that photographer, I can see it in his kind of style. So oh, it, can you? You know, it's quite like a photo you might see taken with like a normal camera. Do you know what? Well, so, that's, so it's, I yeah. agree. Yeah. So open it up and go to Emma's solo picture. And the picture is... It's not that it's a bad picture of her. It's that it's a bad picture. She's got red eye. That's true. She's got red eye. It's like poorly exposed. Yes. And that is kind of his aesthetic. She's got red eye. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) It looks like it was taken on like your Kodak and then you took it to Boots and had it developed and only then realised, oh, it's not a great picture. Mm. But it's too late because the album needs to be printed. A little bit, yeah. 
I don't really see it. I mean, well, you can't see anything. <laughs> He's so blind. That's why all our show notes are written in a size 60 font. Yeah. No, I, I mean, she looks great, obviously, it. but it's definitely. Not her strongest look. Like the, 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 the lighting no. of the photo shoot is but bad. so well at the time. Yeah. I think you're being super critical. Yeah. Uh, well, when I noticed it the no. other day when I was looking through the thank you. It's the aesthetic. I'm not a fan of this, though. No, I don't love it. Given how great some of them were looking at that time. It just. It, I think it also is reflective of how the love had gone. That's such a strange picture at the back you know because you've, you've kind of got the separation of yeah them. and mel has got emma in a headlock but also why is there a big space between if they're forever you know is that jerry's yeah. ghost <laughs> <laughs> God, so much. i also there's no thank yous ah oh. unusual for out you know especially mm-hmm. back then they the album sleeves would always have mm. there's no personal thank yous that's how i found the other photos again there's a space and a jerry it's like you're a jerry sticker so the album came out in november by december they'd wound up the project. Yeah. There was talks of second singles and they never materialised. Well, there is thank yous. Oh, is there? But yeah. just, they just thank the team. They don't do any personal thank yous. It says, last but not least, a big thank you to each other. Even though we do each other's heads in, we stick together no matter what. Ooh. That's quite a... Loaded mm. phrase. Yeah. yeah. We stick together no matter what. You know, it would have been really girl power to have just done a thank you to Jerry. Yeah. You know, Thanks. I think they've done enough thank you, Zuri. They did that Brit Awards shout out. Yeah. You can't be thanking her forever. Otherwise, she really has left to go. Oh, forever! (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, forever. You should be a comedian. I should try. I've got two bits. I've got one interesting trivia fact that I think we can end on. Also, I want to talk about some of the album tracks. So some of the album tracks on Forever get a little shady. Tell Me Why, for instance. Okay, we can go to the lyrics. Please do, Karen. Tell me why did we end up this way when we tried to make everything okay? Definitely, there are some tracks definitely aimed at Jerry. There's no doubt about that. Mm. Beyond just goodbye. Yeah. Somewhere they call her out for the way that she behaved. Yeah, we could have had it all, but you turned your back. It started with dreams. It started a team. But you weren't as true as you always seem. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is dark. Spice Girls, Dark Child, Let's Dance. They're very literal on this album. One of the rumoured first singles was going to be Right Back At Ya, which is an album track. That is and a tune. That is a banger, yeah. That should have been a second single. Mm. That's what exactly what they're saying. They're like, we're coming back with a new design. Mm-hmm. We're still the same girls. We're coming right back at, you know, R.I.P. Not yeah. forgetting the days when we were all wannabes. Yeah. It up through, oh my God. I think I learned to rap from Mel B. <laughs> Mel B and Bradley from S Club. 
Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. Wow, a lot of these songs are actually really about her. Really angry. Wet Love Lead the Way as well. It's that was, yeah, written as a tribute to her as well, apparently. About she her she is so sweet and young, and her life has just begun. What does her future hold? That's a story left unknown. Will she make it through the, her day, let our love lead the way? So they may not have thanked her in the album notes. They did thank and say, they said thank you. Well, they certainly and mentioned yeah, her not. Forget you. <laughs> but forever is worth a Spotify. So before we finish this episode, I have one last trivia. Okay. Which British girl group has had the most charting albums on the American Billboard album charts? So if I gave you four bands, could okay. you rank them? Okay. So you've got the Spice Girls, Girls Aloud. Sugar Babes and Little Mix. What was the question? The so which British which of these girl groups has had the most charting albums on the Billboard album charts? So that's the American charts, just the main one, not like the R and B on the dance charts. One. Spice Girls, Girls Aloud, Sugar Babes, and Little Mix. So we do it in order, or yeah. Well, which one do you think is the most? I mean, I'm going to say Spice Girls, but I feel like this is a trick question. Yeah, I feel like it could be Little Mix. There's absolutely Girls Aloud did not crack America. We know this because Cheryl Cole lasted two minutes on USA X Factor. She was robbed, but you are correct. Girls Aloud have never released an Sugar album Babes. I doubt they've had any chart success. Mm. Although they were in love, actually, you know their songs. Too lost That's in you. true. Yeah. And Girls yeah. Aloud were also mm. in love. Actually. Girls Aloud didn't have any American charts. You're right there. Yeah, they didn't I don't, have any I don't think in America. so. I, I think they have. Is been it Little Mix? Little Little Mix. I don't know if they've cracked America. You don't know. I'm gonna go Spice Girls, Little Mix, Sugar Babes, Girls Aloud. You're right about the Sugar Babes and Girls Aloud. Neither of them had albums in America, which I think is a dropped ball. There was some Girls Aloud tracks. I think could have done well there. Yeah, Sugar Babes as well. Mm-hmm. They did at one point. They signed with Jay Z's. Record, Rock Nation, yeah. They were signed to them for the Sweet Seven album. Yeah. But obviously they went through the lineup change from Keisha. Yeah. So it was a problem. Yeah. So that's why, but that album was meant for, because Bruno Mars co-wrote on that album. Right. I think that was meant for the American market, but it didn't happen. The correct answer is Little Mix. Wow. Yeah. But that's all Simon Cowell's doing. Well, you know what? They have had more albums to chart. (laughs) Yeah. So... Uh, and they've been five. around longer. Little Mix has five albums, and Spice Girls have only had three. Well, four the greatest hits. Little Mix are exceptional, though, as well. They yeah. are brilliant. Yeah. yeah, they deserve their success. But Spice Girls sold more. Mm. But what's amazing is actually Little Mix are in the top five list of all time about female uh, girl bands in America. Wow. Most albums. Great. Which says more about women's careers and longevity than it says about yeah. the amazing talent of Little Mix. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Not slurring them here, but... No, I am I am a Little Mix. I saw them in concert last year. Yeah. Gave them my money. They were good. Very good. But it is worth saying as well, most of the Spice Girls singles did go top four in America as well. Which is not an easy feat. No. The only ones that missed out were Viva Forever and Holla. Shame on you, USA. Missed out on Holla. Mm. Viva Forever? Yeah. And they were on tour as well. Yeah. They were busy. So that's the end of that episode. That leads us into the solo careers. So join us next time and we will come back for Solo Spice. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Is that okay? Yet sometimes the easiest things are the hardest, you know. Ah, ah, ah. Spice Girls, Dark Child, let's dance. This is tiring, isn't it?